takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today to talk a little Islanders hockey. And thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Interesting weekend since we were with you last. The Islanders lose their eighth straight game Friday night against the Penguins, close out their Four-game homestand, the first four games at the new UBS Arena with a one nothing loss to Pittsburgh. And then uh, shortly after that on Saturday, it was announced that the Islanders' games would be postponed through November 30th, at least as, <coughs> excuse me, as yet another player tested positive for COVID. We'll break it all down for you, discuss. Gus, the loss against Pittsburgh. Talk about what this postponement means for the Islanders, who it benefits, how it helps, why it took so long. And we also have our key takeaways from Friday's game and our Islanders' birthday of the day, plus a lot more to get to on today's show. If you have something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, or maybe something you'd like us to talk about on the show— Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. And you can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter. My handle, IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. Plus, I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. Always great to interact with fans during the game, so please share your thoughts, questions, comments, uh, and it's always good to uh, interact with everybody. Let's get started with Friday's 1-0 loss to Pittsburgh and the eighth straight loss for this Islanders team. I think the first thing you start with is the good part. And well, there are two good things that I took away from this one to nothing loss. The first one is, I guess, obvious. Ilya Sorokin played one heck of a game, faced 30 shots, made 29 saves, stopped a number of breakaways, one by Sidney Crosby, uh, really knew coming into this game that there was almost no margin for error because of how the Islanders have been struggling to score goals and essentially kept his team in this game till the very end. Only goal coming by Kasperi Kapanen 
late in the second period, and, you know, not much that Sorokin could have done about it, and realistically, you know, the job of a goalie in any given game is to give his team a chance to win. Can't always do it, uh, can't win them all, but, you know, did Ilya Sorokin keep his team in the game? And when you think about it, the margin for error was so small that giving up that one goal was enough. I mean, look, as a goaltender, if you give up one goal per game in all your games, you're going to win 85, 90% of those games, maybe more. You'll at least get a point in 95, 97% of those games. Sorokin played well, and it's a lot of pressure for a goalie knowing that your team cannot put the puck in the net effectively and therefore is going to struggle and, you know, to take that and still come up with a sterling performance against a talented offensive team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, you got to give credit to Ilya Sorokin. On the, the other thing that I liked about this game, and I know there's not a lot to like, the effort from this team was there. This team never stopped digging, never stopped trying, never stopped plugging ahead, trying to do anything it could to create chances. That being said, they didn't score at all, and the number of quality scoring chances that they came up with were not so great. You know, they came up with maybe five or six quality scoring chances, but it was hard. And the power play remains an enigma, not getting the job done, but this team at least did not quit. And obviously the frustration level is growing and it is difficult for this team to really, uh, to really establish zone time, let alone quality scoring chances. And yet they kept plugging away. But, you know, you look at the statistics, here to me were was the biggest concern. Matthew Barzal, clearly the top remaining offensive player on this Islanders team. Zero shots on goal. Anthony Bevilier, again, one of the top remaining offensive players on this team. Zero shots on goal. Richard Panique, who has played so well for this team, especially the first few games after his call-up. No shots on goal. Zach Parise, still goalless on the season. One shot on goal. You can't win if your best players are not involved in the offense. And, you know, especially now when the Islanders are lacking, you know, no Brock Nelson, no Anders Lee, uh, you know, so many important players, no Josh Bailey, all the, these are all top six forwards for this team and they're not in the lineup. And yet, you know, you need guys like Mavillier, Parise and Barzal to step up and provide more offense. Instead, the three of those players combine, combine for one shot on goal and add panic, panic rather, who, who has been so effective, uh, again, relatively speaking, at least creating chances and, and, and playing a physical game, 
No shots on goal for him either. Those are four of your top six forwards in this game. And between them, one shot on goal. Very little mystery as to why this Islanders team was shut out. And look, I get it. They're fielding mostly an AHL roster, or at least a third to a half of an AHL roster. I mean, still one defenseman out of the top six in the lineup. And, you know, it, it, it it's difficult to win hockey games when you're there's a talent gap, a, a noticeable talent gap. And yet, this team did come out and played a very close hockey game, even though they fell one to nothing. So, a disappointing loss, but not a surprise. And to me, the fact that the effort was there, the fact that this team didn't quit, the fact that they are still responding to Barry Trotz and responding to the situation and trying to win, not giving up, even though they are clearly frustrated and pressing in a lot of ways. Well, I give credit to the leaders on this team and to the players on this team for their never-say-die attitude. When we come back, we'll discuss the postponement of at least two Islander games by the league, how it happened, what took so long, and what it means for the Islanders. We have that plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Once again, want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So the NHL made the formal announcement, and Lord knows it took them long enough. But the Islanders had two games so far postponed. It was the game that was supposed to take place last night, Sunday night at Madison Square Garden. That game clearly uh, postponed. And and then, obviously, the following game, which was uh, supposed to be early this week against the Philadelphia Flyers. And I can't say that it's a surprise that the NHL finally stepped in. They needed to step in. And here's why. And please keep in mind, this is not sour grapes on my part. Uh, I'm talking as a journalist, and I'm also talking as a hockey fan right now. The one thing that the NHL or any other sports league needs to do in order to be successful 
games, you have to believe as a fan, as an observer, or even if you want to take it to the extreme and say as a gambler, you have to believe that the games are on the level, that going into the game, there is a level playing field, and both teams who are playing in the game have a chance, an equal chance to win. That's not to say that the talent level is equal. That's not to say that, uh, you know, every team has the same number of stars and the same number of injuries. That's not ever going to be the case. But when one team is so shorthanded that they can't field an NHL caliber club, that creates an imbalance that just uh, won't work. It won't work. So the Islanders were at the point with an eight eighth player entering the COVID protocols that they couldn't field a competitive team anymore. And you go to the last eight games and they've only scored seven goals. They've lost eight in a row. They've been beaten. You know, the one nothing loss on Friday was actually the closest game they played during this eight-game losing streak. The first seven losses were by three goals or more. And that tells you this team isn't just losing. They're getting blown out. So, obviously, the fact that the Islanders were unable to field a competitive team because of injuries and COVID made it in the league's best interests to postpone these games. The other thing is this. Obviously, there is a safety situation here. Even if the league follows all of their protocols, COVID has an incubation period of 10 to 14 days. On Saturday, it was Casey Sezikis became the latest player on the Islanders to enter the COVID protocol. So, you know, there is still the possibility, A, that more Islanders players will come down with COVID, and that is something that will determine whether or not additional games involving the Islanders are postponed. And then you don't want to put the opposing players in a situation where they are exposed to people who are carrying the disease or have the disease, and then it spreads to the Rangers or the Flyers, or whoever it is that the Islanders are about to play. Look, the Penguins, you you don't want an outbreak of COVID to stymie additional teams and start shutting down the season. We understand how the Delta variant is more contagious than the original strain of COVID-19, and we know that this is a disease that has killed more than three-quarters of a million Americans since it started here a year and a half or more ago. So, It is something that the league has to be aware of. It has to put the safety of the players first, and they did finally shut it down. Probably should have shut it down two or three days earlier. Josh Bailey, by the way, no longer in the COVID protocol. He joined the team in New York Friday. Did not play Friday night. Lou Lamorello said Bales would have been a game-time decision if the game Sunday would have been played but, you know, okay, maybe he's out of the COVID protocols, but physically he's got to be weaker after having a case of COVID. So it's a, 
you know, a recovery thing that takes time and effort. And, you know, you want to be fair to the Islanders. You want to be fair to the opposition. And you want to keep everybody safe. So now a team that is without Casey Zizekas, Kiefer Bellows, Zdeno Chara, Andy Green, Ross Johnston, Anders Lee, and Adam Pellock because of COVID. You have Ryan Pulak and Brock Nelson out with injuries. That is just an absolute hot mess right now. And it's just impossible for the Islanders to field a competitive team. Now, the good news is, from the perspective of Brock Nelson and Ryan Pulak, those two guys are now going to miss two fewer games, most likely, depending on when the league makes up the two games that have already been postponed. But that will benefit the Islanders to get those two players back when clearly they would not have been able to play if the games were played at the regularly scheduled time. And it will also reduce the number of games that all the players who are out with COVID will miss. So hopefully that at least gives the Islanders a fighting chance. And, you know, the the, the Islanders organization, by the way, did not ask for these games to be postponed. Here's what Lou Lamorello said about that. The league over the past couple of years certainly has had the best infectious disease medical doctors available, both the union and the league, plus their own physicians. We have to trust and we do their decisions. What goes into these decisions, what statistics allow them to make these conclusions, I'm not privy to that. All we can do is respond to what their decisions are as we have today. So the Islanders didn't ask for the postponement, but they now have three days. No practice. This The, the Islanders facility is shut down until November 30th. So no practice this team is going to need to try to, to get back on its feet and back on schedule and get their confidence back, and hopefully that happens after the break. As of now, the next scheduled Islanders game is December 2nd when the San Jose Sharks are supposed to come to the UBS Arena, and then December 4th when the Islanders travel to Detroit to take on the Red Wings we will discuss all of that uh, as we get closer, but that's the time the Islanders need to prepare for their next game. We've got more to discuss on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We've got our Islanders birthday of the day. We'll go back to the late 80s for that one, plus a whole lot more to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar, it's here, the best Monday of the year, Cyber Monday. And Built.com is the place to aim your mouse. Get at least 20% off everything delicious and healthy. That's 20% off site-wide. And even bigger discounts on Built Boost, Broth, and Built Swag. A brand new Built Bar flavor has just landed just in time for Cyber Monday, Caramel Almond Delight. I tried it today. And I got to tell you, it delivers everything it promises. Caram- caramelized chocolate, check. Almonds, check. Delightful, double check. But be sure to get yours before they're gone. 
This flavor has only 150 calories and 17 grams of protein. And this season, maybe you're craving white chocolate. Well, for a limited time, get a special new Built Bar Puffs flavor, white chocolate cheesecake, the yummy protein-filled treat with a marshmallowy center covered in white chocolate, just 140 calories and 17 grams of protein. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible new taste, new great tasting bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com, enter the code LOCKED20 before it's too late. This episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving, and we all know what that means. Football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving and beyond. So head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code Locked On. So for being a listener to the Locked On Islanders podcast, betonline.ag will give you that 50% welcome bonus when you use the promo code Locked On. Free money to bet with on site. And it's not just football. Bet Online has pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, we're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving and all throughout the holiday season. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Not a guy who a lot of Islander fans may know, but... Today is the 56th birthday of former Islanders winger Ari Hanpa. Hanpa, a native of Finland, drafted in the fourth round of the 1984 draft by the Islanders, started playing in Finland, came to the Islanders organization in 85-86, where he split time between the AHL and the Islanders, had seven assists in just 18 games in that season, 86-87, he played 41 games for the Isles, 6 goals, 10 points, and spent 87-88, mostly with Springfield, had a cameo with the Islanders playing in one last game, then headed back to Finland, Austria, and Germany when he retired after the 1997-98 season. 60 career NHL games, all with the Islanders, 6 goals, 17 points, add 6 playoff games with the Isles, all in 86-87 and that is the brief NHL career of Ari Hanpa, although he did play a lot in Europe. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders. February 21st, 1987, at the old Nassau Coliseum. Montreal Canadiens are in town, and it is Brian Hayward getting the start for the Habs. Kelly Rudy the goaltender for the Islanders, and in the first period, it was Montreal scoring just 47 seconds into the game, an unassisted goal by Bobby Smith, his 21st Isles trail early, but the Islanders come back. Guy Carboneau heads to the box for interference. Ken Leiter takes advantage, his seventh. Steve Conroy and Miko Makala with the assist at 9-16. After the first period, Isles and Habs all tied at one. In the second period, the Islanders get a shorthanded goal with Mike Bossy off for holding well, basically, 
Randy Boyd comes through with a shorty. His second, Brian Trottier and Richard Crom with the assist at 638-2-1 Isles. Dwayne Sutter makes it 3-1 Islanders, his ninth from Bob Basson at 12.05. But the Canadiens didn't quit. Brian Scrudland scores his ninth from Mike McPhee and John Cordick at 16.21 to pull Montreal to within one. But the Islanders respond. Just a minute and one second later, Gerald Diddick, his second, Mike Bossy and Richard Crom with the helpers. And then a minute 17 after that, Pat LaFontaine, his 26th of the year, Gord Deneen and Alan Kerr with the assists. And the Islanders lead it 5-2 to two after two periods. In the third, Gaston Gingram gets his 10th from Bobby Smith and Sergio Mameso to make it a two-goal game again. But then Ari Haanpa, the Islanders' birthday of the day, his fourth from Dwayne Sutter and Bob Basson at 12-16. That made it 6 to three Islanders, and then Montreal gets two more goals by Bobby Smith, one on the power play. The first set up by Claude Lemieux and Sergio Mameso, the second from Max Nasland and Chris Chelios, and at the end of the day, it was not enough. The Islanders win it 6-5 to five over the Montreal Canadiens. Kelly Rudy with 18 saves on just 23 shots to earn the win, but for Ari Haanpa. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, he had the game-winning goal, was a plus two on two shots on goal. We wish him a very happy birthday and many, many happy more. Haanpa turning 56 years old today, and we wish him all the best. That is going to do it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We will be back tomorrow with the latest health updates any updates that take place with regard to the rescheduling of games, when the Islanders will resume, we will have it all for you. And we will, of course, tweet that out for you as well. And uh, I'll tell you this, uh, it's a relief that the NHL finally did the right thing after all this time. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Keep in mind, this season is far from over. And of course, let's go Islanders.